I am totally 100% able and capable and fine with failing and losing. I am not okay with not knowing if I could fail or win. Morning, morning, morning to all those who have been yawning. Kids from foreign coming down in an early morning. It's other than Gaga when them car Edley. Mr. Notch with the girls, them watch them on the side of me. On a remix tip. The wicked is time, me and my girl, I come. Banjo American Street, place tongue. Now put it down, dang. Papa, make it handy, yeah. Sometimes coffee, sometimes tea. You know, say Banjo Americans are celebrity. We ram dance at home and in the country. Whoa, look how the girls, them nice and sweet. The glimity, glamity way they underneath. Me want it every day, not to mention the weed. The reggae music run the world, irrespective. Cause every time we touch the mic, them screaming boom shakata. Road a massive gets the vibes. We an orthodox, this is a lesson. Definition of the boom shakata. Nobody rider, tear off a girl picnic yet. Hot but why you beat down the wall? Select a wheel up that. The shine I give the birds, which is the action. Words drop down in my roughneck style for make the sun rise up. Survive my would never run away in at the heart of buckle. I run up the girls, them like how I run up. Cattle from line one, birds to me just a show up. Me skill and I would never sell me soul Pay a thousand dollar bill Reggae music run the world They respect that Cause every time we touch the mic Them screaming boom shock attack Crowd a massive catch the vibes The Simpsons? The Simpsons OD There's always something in which people say Oh they predicted this, they predicted that Yeah And you've been watching this since like That was your spot Absolutely, I mean the show that was originally made To make fun of the typical American family Became this money making machine So obviously they're gonna roll with that energy you know i think they must know something they got the money they got the research i mean they read some books i don't read books i want that on the record (laughs) (laughs) says articles or what i think all the knowledge you really need is from the dude at the bodega and your barbershop (laughs) and um because you know well at least i know my barber don't read books so that way it's a, you know, it's a good flow of information kind of like to back and forth. And we're just uh, building off of each other's theories. So it gets crazier down the line. All theories, no facts. So it could be facts at this point. You never know. You never know. Shit, maybe my barber is a CIA agent. You don't know. I'm a grill him the next time I see him. So if you see me with a fucked up haircut, you know, I had some, I had some really good questions. <laughs> the proper questions were asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for the hairline. <laughs> <laughs> if he if he pushes my shit back, that's a conspiracy right there. He's trying to silence me. No, no cap. No. That's one person I want to have no beef with. My barber. Like no. I told him a couple weeks ago, like yo, I'll be back. And I actually was not coming back that day. I felt guilty, and I actually sent him a message like, hey, just want to let you know. Like when I say I'll be back, I mean back tomorrow or in two days. I want no smoke with him. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> Yo, that's weird. Yo, I'm in this weird position now because I just started shaving my head. <clears throat> so I actually just have like recently stopped going to the barbershop and like I gotta say it's still a nice feeling doing it yourself, but like that feeling of leaving the barbershop with the fresh cut, it's not quite the same doing it yourself, even though you have more ownership over the process. It's been a little weird. It's been a little weird. See, I'm not that skilled. I cannot finesse the mirror with the with the other mirror and the clippers. No, no, no. My mind does not work that way. No, nah, no. Nah, same here. I'm too sussed out. 
Actually, uh, for both of y'all records, um, every time I have like shaved off my beard just for no reason as a quote unquote impulse, I fuck my own shit up. So I have to go <laughs> shave it clean so I didn't look raggedy as hell. Hey, that still works. It's just a new style, a new vibe. There you go. There you go. I'm gonna have you do my PR next time I fuck up my uh, <laughs> my airline. <laughs> This podcast is all about relatability, and I'm sure all, every, all the beer shavers out there, you know what I'm saying? They feel real represented right now. Like, yeah. Oh, they know the vibes. Oh, dear. <laughs> they feel No it. smoke with the barbers, all that. Yeah, they know. You know shout out to my, all my uh, other immigrant kids who um, had to shave, teach themselves how to shave because their parents didn't want to teach them how to shave. That way they would save money on razors. Boom, another conspiracy. So, but then you end up fucking your own shit in high school, and then you get clowned on. It all comes full circle, man. It really does. It, it comes full circle too, because then my parents be like, "Yo, like you look so much better clean shaven and this like that." I'm like, "Yo, like back in the day, you were just letting me rock this weird ass mustache, just walk around <laughs> on campus. <laughs> I, got this, I got this full beard. You know what I'm saying? I'm tapped in." Yeah, that's always the funniest stage when we rocking that mustache and we think we doing something. <laughs> and you look back on old pictures and it really looks like, "Yo, I just had some shit on top of my lips. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Whose man's is this?" <laughs> you know it's even worse because what was i doing back then i had a oversized baby blue fitted uh triple xl g unit t-shirt yeah and uh some cooked blue air force ones and then i was like yo i got the mustache too shit i might even get into the club at the age of 12 at this i might point? make this happen <laughs> what have you been working on and up to recently oh recently i've been i'm um, trying to do whatever like comedy or entertainment shit i can lately I actually mm-hmm. uh, uh, worked with one of my writing partners, Nick, to uh, submit a sketch to this monthly sketch show. It's from the Never Sad duo. That was a good-ass time just to like get that ball rolling, just to like actually write, slightly storyboard, and film a sketch. Like That was just a nice like bucket list item, you know? Wanted to get that ball rolling and like do more of that. So that was fun. I'm trying to publicize that a bit more later. What people saw on their own, which I didn't know would blow up this quick, was me being um, interviewed for Netflix's Sex Explained. Yeah, Thankfully, my, they... my sister saw that message. She was like, I think Arjun was on the show. She sent the picture. I'm like, yep, this is definitely Arjun. Yo, I didn't even hear about that. That's the, this is the first time I'm hearing about it. Shit. <clears throat> you were on Netflix? Yeah, no, because uh, they were interviewing um, dudes just uh, ta- asking about like fantasies and shit. So, you know, I try to intersect my different worlds, which is comedy and some sort of sincerity. But my comedy is saying as much crazy nonsense as possible. So thankfully, only like a a little bit got in, but there would have been more crazy shit if they left the mic on. Like they was like, well, what's your, uh, you know, sexual fantasy? I was like, you know, it's got to be like a threesome, but with grapes involved. Like what? (laughs) What What is that? What was everyone's face in the room like when you said that? Did they all just have this moment like what? <laughs> yeah, there was two. There was two cameramen and one uh, producer, and they all looked up from their screen and just gave me a look like, "Yo, what are you talking about?" Because <laughs> everyone's treating this mad sincerely. Like, oh man, you know, I gotta, you know, really like search my inner soul. And I was like, all right, let me say as much wild but true shit as possible. Like the, that metaphor got ex- was cut short. I was just like. I was just rambling for a hot five minutes. I was like, yo, you know what? I gotta, you know, I gotta take it back to ancient times. I gotta take it back to, you know, biblical times. Like, you know, it's gotta be like the Romans. Like, I'm chilling on a, a slanted couch and a girl's feeding me grapes. And I'm also smashing another girl, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, so I'm glad they, they chopped some shit out. 
uh, I also said, you know, they asked me what are my thoughts on like protection and like, you know, you know, contra contraceptives and all that shit. I was just like, I don't know, but pull out game strong. So I'm really glad that I didn't make the cut <laughs> because I would have been ignorant as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would be so fucking funny. Oh, well, look, they get the behind the scenes right now, though. <laughs> yeah, for real. I respect the commitment to the to the trolling, though. I mean, like, it's one thing to be making j- jokes in the context of, of comedy or, like, submitting a skit. It's another thing to walk in where everybody else is, like, sincerely, like, so what are your thoughts on this subject? And they just, like, look them in the eye and say, say some wild <laughs> <laughs> respect yeah i had to man i was like listen uh this camera's gonna be on me for just a short period let me try to make this shot count <laughs> that's beautiful i was, shoot shoot I was giving them say. my whole life story i was like yo i got recently hired the other day i'm like full time now so basically i tell everyone that i'm rich so like i'm trying to try to flex on people at the bar like yo i'm you know i'm rich right and they're just like what, what do you do and i was like yo i got a job and <laughs> they're like what uh, okay uh, what else? <laughs> I was like, That's about it. Steady income. Holler at me. And then I started mentioning grapes, and then they just end up walking away and shit. I don't know. Do you see yourself in front of the camera a lot, or do you, <clears throat> or do you want to do more so of the, I guess, like the creating and the writing elements behind it, or both, actually? I think I want to do as much as possible. I like the planning and the creating and behind the camera shit, but I think like mm-hmm. there's nothing compared to like getting comfortable in front of a camera in like the literally few times i've done it it's fun Mm -hmm. like you get you feel a little like nervous about it but it's also a cool like hill to jump over which i was really pleased with Mm. and i mean i'm i'm a bit of a narcissist so i like the sound of my own voice and i know like most other people hate it so i'm just like yo nice (laughs) good to hear good to hear from you again arjun (laughs) (laughs) well shit that's actually a perfect time to segue into some introductions since you just said your name so what's up y'all welcome back to you free you got azim on the line eric as always and who we speaking with even though you just say your name but you know any other additional information you want to toss out there (laughs) arjun well you can block out my last name well actually uh, scratch out my whole name don't use my government um just call me uh <laughs> just call me full time grapes guy. Some so like full, <laughs> so full time GG. What's good? Full time GG. <laughs> Actually, I think the last time I was on this shit, I had another alias too. Probably, probably a little uh, sauce talking about West Indian shit. I think I was cutting uh, Justin's ass just for being Jamaican. I was like, all right, there's another West Indian dude. I gotta say as much crazy shit as possible. <laughs> that's, it, love. that's a little Easter egg drop for the, for the people who've been listening too. Go back and and peep the vibes. But that's dope. I mean, I didn't know that you were that involved in comedy. But so you talk about like some of the recent hills that you've been climbing over as far as like being in front of the camera more, working on the skit, which was like first time thing. So like, what were the introductions before before these more recent steps? Like, how did you first decide like, oh, word, like I'm trying to like make people laugh? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I didn't, it was definitely like a slow building process from my years of just watching comedy, appreciating comedy, appreciating shit that wasn't like in the like the mainstream because i feel like a lot of people had cable growing up but i didn't so i had to watch like all types of weird like sitcoms that was not for like our intended you know child demographic Mm -hmm. so i think that exposed me to very older forms of like comedy much like sooner than it would have normally but to answer the question like a pivotal moment was like when i graduated i started working with um dapwell who used to be part of das racist and with him and his crew they were pitching a show a sketch show to viceland and it, i helped film and like you know it was chilling in the, like the writer's room for a bit and that was a cool process it eventually didn't get ended up getting uh picked up but like 
it made me think this was a really cool process. The hours were long, but I liked, I felt motivated the whole time. And this was doing something I've always wanted to do. So that was like kind of the spark that made shit happen. I was just like, all right, I'm gonna sign up for sketch classes. I'm gonna try to work with people as much as possible, get this conversations rolling with like-minded people and just keep doing it as much, uh, as much as I can. That's awesome, man. The power of that first experience. Wait, that's interesting that you say though, that your comedic influences like are like some of these more eccentric ones compared to other people. Do you have any examples of that? Cause I mean, you mentioned the Simpsons early and I'm like, well, a lot of people I know watch the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. But uh, I think back then I, I put it on a pedestal cause everyone was watching like, I don't know, lucky enough to be watching like Dragon Ball Z and Hank Arnold and shit. Yeah. That's fair. So the Simpsons, that's kind of the big reason why I was like, Oh shit, this cartoon's on late. Fuck it. I'm gonna see what this is about. And like, through that, I ended up learning about all types of cinema because it makes fun of everything. Cinema, TV, film, news, on and onward. Where, 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 so around what age was that? Damn, it had to be mad young. So like everyone else was watching like those kids' good. cartoons and you were watching them adult cartoons like, yo, y'all don't even know. Yeah, that was actually wild. I remember I was watching some shit on UPN and like a daughter as the father character like, hey, what's a virgin dad? And the, daughter, the father gets mad, confused, and flustered. He's like, oh. I don't know. So I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, <laughs> hey, mom and dad, yo, what's the virgin? <laughs> and the look on their face, I couldn't even, I couldn't even recreate it if I wanted to. But they was just like, I don't know, man. Ask, ask your father. And I was like, all right, dad, what's a virgin? I was like, I don't know, man. Ask your mother. And I was like, all right, well, that's a good conversation. I really appreciate this information. And they, um, probably, they probably got together and was just like, what? I thought we didn't have cable. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't the get fuck? cable just because just they do. I probably would have scrolled to some, like, you know, one of those blurry channels back then. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, but like, for comedy influences, all types of people. I feel like from mainstream, I feel like Will Smith and the Fresh Prince was amazing. It's just, Thanks. like, hilarious charisma, just, like, jokes on jokes on jokes like that show and you know him as an individual was just amazing because it juggled like him like struggling in this new environment but like every second chance he took or, like every chance he could like he roasted uncle phil for being you know a little heavy set mm -hmm. in short and that that rhythm i think that cadence of just always being on was just such a big influence do you think they were winging half of it at all or, or were there elements of that or was this that shit was just straight up scripted I don't know. I think too I, quick with it sometimes and too natural with it, you know? Absolutely. He probably definitely used some uh, inspiration from his day-to-day uh, because -day. he was like had the little rap career beforehand and then he like blew up, blew up. Uh, but besides that, I feel like um, all types of eccentric influences like um, Mitch Hedberg, who's gotten like a lot of popularity with like YouTube and shit. But he's got he's kind of like a non-sequitur comedian. It's just like one joke is its own thing and then we'll talk about a completely other thing. And, like, I feel like that complete lack of uh, flow or, like, lack of cohesive kind of storytelling was really interesting to me. And I think that paves the way for just what really, like, was interesting to me is, like, what deviated from the norm. Yeah, I mean, that that also, you mentioned Fresh Prince. And, like, one thing I loved about Fresh Prince, which they didn't do all the time, but, like, they, they often got really meta with it. Where, like, I remember one joke was, like, 
something about like money and like how they're gonna lose gonna get a lot of money and will's like maybe then we can <laughs> afford a second floor and it just like pans up to the fact that they're in the studio yeah, yeah. that was beautiful yeah when they <laughs> that wall. yeah so yeah. when you talk about non-sequitur comedy i mean it's a different form of comedy but i, I naturally kind of think about uh meta comedy too as like this form of like playing with the expectations that come with whatever form of comedy that you're in and then just like addressing like either breaking the fourth wall or just like doing something that like addresses the audience's expectations in some way like that's one of my favorite forms of comedy too oh absolutely uh what are some examples that you're uh digging nowadays because i feel like rick and morty does a fantastic job with that shit off the top of my head damn now i was thinking fresh prince so like i'm like modern comedies i honestly too i feel like i'm watching less comedy shows on the regular um than i used to too so which might also just speak to the fact that I have less free time than when I was a little kid. But Rick and Morty <laughs> is probably like the go-to still, you know? Also the, um, what's that group called? The one that does the whole roast me and stuff? Those guys are pretty funny. Oh yeah, those guys are great. Um, They're all deaf digital. I mean, there's a lot of like stand-ups that obviously that I'm still watching. Like, I mean, I think Chappelle's the goat right now. I watched something recently where he just won a, a Lifetime Achievement Award from, I forget who organized it, but it was held at the Kennedy Center and like, it was online for free on PBS. Um, so it was really dope to see like all of these comedians talking about how dope Dave Chappelle was because I also think Dave Chappelle is dope and like seeing him get get the flowers while he could while he can smell them is was really dope to see. That was a total like segue into some Dave Chappelle appreciation, but shouts out to him. Yeah, no, no I'm glad dope. you mentioned him, man. He was just one of the biggest influences ever. I remember it was what like high school, and I'm like watching all of his sketch like sketches from the Chappelle show. And I'm like looking like, wow, this is some good shit. When did this come out? Like this shit dropped in 2004 and we're in like high school, like five years later, 10 years later, 15 years later, it still is some of the funniest shit ever made. And it's just like, they're just the lasting impact of that. He was just authentic with the comedy. I think that's why he was speaking on shit that we see or like could feel on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Remember when he did that whole, um, that barbershop scene or when the dude had the rock and roll guitar or something like that, the electric guitar. And he was just, like oh, playing yeah. random restaurants. He was standing on tables dancing. And then he played at a barbershop. Someone was like, yo, man, turn that shit off. <laughs> he <was> like, <laughs> I can imagine that happening in the shop. You know what I mean? Oh, that shit is so funny. And then they busted out the drums and then everyone was fucking with it. Everybody, like, yeah. exactly. People started freestyling. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's beautiful. I think also, too, because he took that step back. He didn't make himself like a caricature, you know? He, oh, I think that when he not. felt like he was losing that control, boom, take a step back, mm-hmm. reorganize, regather, and push back out. Absolutely. What, is that, what, does that show, what does that show for you? It shows for me that like having control over the work you put out is just mm-hmm. will pay off in the end. If you're that good and that consistent, because what is the alternative if he didn't back out? The show would have been less his. He would have been less into it it would have declined as a result and like it wouldn't have had that like massive impact that like 10 out of 10 like rating that i think it has in our head for those first seasons mm. so it's kind of a big inspiration to like really believe in what you put out and like sticking to your vision yeah i actually saw something else recently too which comes to mind where uh jamie fox was talking about the difference between doing comedy and doing acting and like whether or not i mean sorry doing dramatic acting and whether or not comedy was harder and he's like comedy isn't really hard until you reach that certain level where people expect you to be funny all the time and then at that point it's like just becomes like kind of suffocating you know like there's certain expectations that people have as far as like the kind of humor they're going to get from you and like all of this stuff that like 
when you're at a younger, earlier stage of your career, you don't necessarily have to deal with because people are just like, they haven't formed a full perception of like who you are yet, which I thought was really interesting and also applicable to a lot of other things beyond just comedy, you know? Oh, absolutely. When you're writing and stuff, like whose ear or eyes do you trust? Because if you if you are saying sometimes or taking a step and having an unorthodox form of comedy, whose ear do you trust and know like, okay, they got it, which means that this could actually stretch to a lot more of the general masses. Oh, that's so real, actually. Because like when I'm writing with people that I that I fuck with, and like I'm trying to make stuff with them, mm-hmm. and or I show them the stuff I've made individually, I think they'll give my they'll give their own critiques and opinions and all that, and then like I'll feel like I'll like get it to the best it can be, and then showing it to someone completely out of that like comfort zone, and if they find it funny, then I feel like that's like two strikes in the right direction. Like that's fantastic because they didn't they don't come from the same background of like yeah. watching and consuming and trying to make in every given moment like sometimes people just want to you know watch some shit funny to get off their uh, troubles like just distract them for a little bit so if it has that like wider appeal i feel like that's that's a great sign well it's interesting too because it makes me think of um just like this idea right about on a different art form but as far as music about how like a lot of times the artist's favorite song isn't necessarily the song that everyone else is, says is their exactly. best song. Yeah. And it's like, read my mind. yeah, it's like the same thing, right? It's like, you know, your favorite joke might not necessarily be the joke that resonates with everybody else. Because to your point, you know, the creator has one perspective on it, but the audience oftentimes like is coming from different things. It's like when you hit that middle ground is really when you start to see people like transcend to the top of their fields. Oh, definitely. Because, like, especially in the music game, you're creating like a big volume of songs, you're trying to get as much shit out. And, like, you're not worried about, you like, you want to, like, you just blow up, I think, at a certain point. But, I mean, they still have their own little catalog. And then Loki, this is a diversion, but, like, I want to, like, see what, like, the joke songs that, like, some of these, like, big acts make. Just because, like, I feel like I was just, I was watching some shit with, like, Outkast and, like, Big boys sitting on, like, tens of hundreds of songs, like, that he had made with, like, a bunch of, like, southern rappers and, like, all types of funny shit. Like, I think they made one song where they were just coughing. Like, instead of rapping, like, they just coughed. And <laughs> that's that's cool. just fun and weird. <laughs> and they did that. They didn't do that with, like, an ulterior motive. They just did it just to do it. And that's fucking hilarious to me. And also, I'm noticing, like, more rappers are becoming, like, just funnier. Just, like, they're just mad funny on the side. Like, and that just shows, like, their charisma and kind of, like, mass appeal. Like in the slower end of it, I think like father, you know, he blew up a, a, a couple of years ago with like, look at wrist. Like he's got, he's mad funny on Twitter and just posting crazy shit with like Zach Fox and Thundercat. But on the big mm-hmm. end of that spectrum is like Lil Nas X. Just like, even if you never heard of his music, you probably saw some of his like hilarious tweets or some shit like that. Yeah, that's real. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've talked about it on previous episodes too, but like, for instance, Adam Sandler comes to mind as an opposite example because I, I saw Uncut Gems, the movie he's getting all this acclaim for recently, Ooh. and like he had a fantastic performance in that. But in general, it's like I feel like a lot of times these lines start to blend where it's like it really just becomes like your personality and how you're presenting your personality to the world around you. And obviously, in the case of acting, there's a certain level of filter there of like having the script, etc. And in other art forms, there's equivalence. But regardless, it's like you get people are really getting to show like different sides of who they are through these different types of art form, which is really dope. Oh, Dean, I think. Oh, no, it's so real. 
Yeah, and that's what I was asking. Like, do you do you take someone else's ear or mostly just trust yours? Because what's not funny right now could be funny in two or three years. You know what I'm saying? Especially just like with the group of friends we all generally have. Like, whenever we're in a room, like it's it's nothing but laughs. You know, so like there's just some natural mm-hmm. component, natural element where it's just like, yo, sometimes we could just be overthinking the shit. Oh, that's so real. And think about it, like sometimes like the biggest laugh comes from just like the smallest moment. And like overthinking can definitely be like a thing. Like that's why it's like always good to like just watch different shit with like all types of different people because you just see their opinions and like I think like why like if you actually ask people like why they find some shit funny, you'll get a whole world of different responses that like you never would have expected. That's interesting. That's actually yeah that. I never asked somebody why do they think this is funny. I mostly I would just consider like, hey, why don't why aren't you laughing? Why don't you consider this funny? Rather mm-hmm. than why do you think it's funny? That's a different way to look at it. Yeah, and like not they're not always gonna have like some groundbreaking response. But sometimes they'll be like, because it's funny, yo. Like, and that's fine. Uh-huh. Just like, <laughs> but if you dive deeper, you could be like, just pull up all sorts of like examples and like what it made them think about all types of shit. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> Now think about like the concept of inside jokes and how like sometimes it's literally something that only one other person in the world finds funny, but y'all find that shit yeah. hilarious. Can't even like mm-hmm. say a, a certain <laughs> phrase, you know, y'all look across the room and are like, cantaloupe, and both just start fucking falling down laughing. Everybody else, like, oh, man, these <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what drugs did y'all do before you pulled up? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like. A lot of times, too, it's the context within which the humor is, is arising, where it's like, that can become the funniest thing in the world for you just based off of the memory aspect of it, too, and like the context within which that moment that made you laugh first happened. Oh, absolutely. Like, I remember in, like, what, I think middle school, we used to just try to fuck with people and, like, get their attention and then just silently, like, not say it out loud, but slowly mouth the word pudding like pudding and it would always just stress them to fuck out like yo what are you doing like, we're, like, we're <laughs> what, are making, you what are we saying what is this goal here but it would just make me and like three of my boys just crack the fuck up and just like pudding <laughs> i don't know and it's just like that one inside joke because it's just like i don't know maybe based on like a shared experience or just like just fucking with people period yeah, no, right. That, no, that, that's facts. Like sometimes it's just introducing some randomness into the situation. I mean, to kind of bring it full circle, as far as the Netflix thing, it's like sometimes it's just like putting a, like some different energy into the room, just being like, "What about what about this?" I bet you all didn't weren't expecting to hear that come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to keep people on their toes in any in any given social situation. The same weird off color shit, like not to like creep people out, but just like to keep people on their toes is just mad funny. Like. uh and even in job interviews, I try to, like, make the um, interviewer laugh or crack some joke. And, like, so most of the time it works, but, man, you know, when it doesn't, whew, Oh, yeah, that shit gets awkward. <laughs> that shit gets spooky. <laughs> and, then what, and then what do you got to do? Do you got to double down slap your knee or some shit or keep laughing? <laughs> right? It's like the power of a joke, man. A joke could have a whole arena rocket or it could just kill the entire fucking room that you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like uh, like in that job interview, do I just say that shit again? Like, oh wait, I don't know if you heard me. I don't know if you heard <laughs> it. <laughs> like, here's why you're supposed to laugh at what I just said. <laughs> now I'm excited. I'm excited to see a lot of the shit that you created and working on, though. Straight. Oh up. no, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll keep uh, everyone in the loop. I need to. I need to throw up more shit on the YouTube and pro, you know promote it and yeah, show. Yeah, hell yeah. 
Well, since we've been talking about the different projects that new types of projects that you've gotten involved with, is there anything else on the list that you're hoping to get involved with that you haven't yet? Uh, just on the smaller end, um, I'm trying to do more open mics. Like I'm doing one tomorrow, getting that ball rolling. Cause I feel like it's just a good foundation to have. Like just like, Oh, just like open mic stand up and just crack some bullshit jokes. Like I'm going to crack some shit about like annoying coworkers just to get this ball rolling. But it's just like, I feel like you never learn, like you never understand like what's good or what is bad until you try it, fuck up and then build from there. So some stand up. I'm going to release some more sketches on my YouTube. Uh, I think I might legally be banned from the Netflix office, but if they unban me, I'm going to get on more TV shows. Um, outside of that. Not look at Amazon Prime. <laughs> just say, yo. <laughs> Start your email off as pudding. Pudding. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Right, guys? <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> oh, man. No, but to answer the question, just, uh, you know, more sketches, more uh, open mics. I'm trying to like also write some um, just short films. Just get some ball rolling, you know. Yeah, that's amazing, man. Keep, that's keep the creative, uh, keep the creative juices flowing, <laughs> and don't stop putting out material too. Anything, even the process, even like record the process of you going back and forth with these jokes to figure out if it is funny. You know what I'm saying? There can oh, be absolutely. humor in that. 